Hello and welcome to another edition of the Empathic Designer Podcast. I'm your host Vaidishwaran. So I attended a webinar a couple of weeks back and this webinar had some amazing content. But the execution was so bad that the speaker lost about 25% of his audience within the first 10 minutes into his webinar with more people trickling out over a period of time. And mind you, this webinar had over 1200 people to start with. The presenter's activities and questions received a very tepid response from the audience who did stay back. I spent some time analyzing this webinar and by comparing this with some of the other webinars that I've designed by myself and some of those that I've attended, I've come up with a list of six important things to remember while conducting a webinar. So let's go ahead and look at the list. First and foremost, value your audience's time. It's really important to start and finish your webinar on time. While it is acceptable courtesy to wait for a minute or two for your attendees to join in, I would recommend starting immediately after that as we need to value the time of those who did manage to log in on time. A good practice is for the host to join in at least five to 10 minutes before the actual session begins to make sure everything is in good working order ahead of the session. Finishing your webinar on time is equally important as we should be cognizant of the fact that our attendees will have to return back to their world after our session. A good practice is to plan the duration of our sessions for five to six minutes less than the scheduled time as it gives us a bit of leeway towards accommodating those extra minutes for engaging with the audience and closing the webinar on time in an effective manner. My next point might seem a little silly but Make sure that your planned time duration aligns with the duration that you've really announced. The host of the session that I attended a couple of weeks back advertised the session to be of 60 minutes, but when we joined in and the presentation started, he announced that the presentation will run for 90 minutes, and in reality, it actually went way beyond that, and this is really frustrating for the audience. Second, never assume that your audience knows how the webinar platform works. In the session that I had attended, the presenter of the session decided to conduct an online poll for the audience. A large group of them weren't able to locate the poll feature and their frantic messages on the chat window went unanswered, resulting in the presenter debriefing the audience with incomplete results. And this makes the participants who weren't able to complete the poll feel left out and they're not really getting the attention that they deserve. So do set aside a minute or two for announcing the housekeeping rules to inform your audience on how to use the platform's features that are relevant to your session, like uh, muting, unmuting, using the poll features, chat window, etc. Including a couple of slides with screenshots of the platform indicating the various functionalities goes a long way to ensure that you have an engaged audience. Now the third point is to focus on the design. And when I say design, it includes the design of your slide deck as well as the learning design strategies that you will employ as part of your webinar. An excellent facilitator will find it easy to manage a classroom session with a slide deck of average design. This will, however, not work in a virtual session since your slide decks take center stage even though you are sharing your video. Spend some time and effort towards understanding and implementing slide design principles. If this isn't your cup of tea, get professional help. A poorly designed slide deck can bring down even the best of presenters in the virtual world. When it comes to the instructional strategies, make sure that you spend quality time in understanding your session objectives, your audience needs, and the technology platform before constructing your activities for your audience. 
porting your classroom activities directly to the virtual world is a bad idea. Coming back to the session that I attended, the slide deck was poorly designed with dated clip art and word art and in multiple colors, which gave the feeling to the audience that uh, he doesn't know really what he's talking about. And the irony of it was one of the topics that his presentation was about was the importance of getting a good designer. Well, this brings me to the fourth point. Ensure that you create engaging and meaningful interactions or activities for your audience. While it is a best practice to engage your audience in an activity or interaction at least once every three to five minutes, ensure that your interactions are meaningful. Avoid asking questions just for the sake of asking something to your audience. This really puts off the audience. In the session that I attended, the speaker asked the audience, are you ready to learn about the topic today? And wanted the audience to respond with a yes or no on the chat window. <laughs> well, it was amusing and sad to see a few no's popping up on the chat window uh, and people were logging off from the session along with a few angry messages. Your questions must be meaningful and should make the audience think before responding. A good strategy to remember while creating your audience activities is to circle back to your learning objectives and actionable items in your session and see if these questions really enable your audience towards achieving them. The next item on the list is to be concise and precise. This principle must be followed from your welcome message right up to the point where you wish the audience could buy. As Albert Einstein once said, if you can't explain it simply, then you don't really understand it well enough. I've seen a lot of webinars where uh, the speaker spends considerable amount of time establishing their credentials and their organization's credentials. We need to understand that the audience who come and attend these webinars do so only after conducting their own research on the individual and on the organization that they represent. You also have the opportunity to establish all of this while promoting your webinar. But coming back to the webinar that I attended, the speaker spent an unbelievable 30 minutes establishing his credentials. And this met with a ton of angry responses from the chat window, uh, urging him to really start talking about the topic. And uh, this brings me to the final point on our list. Don't make your webinar into a full-blown marketing pitch. The role of your webinar is to educate the audience on the subject matter, establish your expertise in the subject matter, and foster a relationship with them, which should motivate them to get more content from you and your organization. Additionally, when you reach the point in your webinar where you will be making a pitch, make it a part of your story. Empathize with the audience, highlighting the benefits rather than the features that they will be provided with. Most of all, keep it short. Remember that one size does not fit all. So to summarize the six points that we saw, number one, value your audience time. Never assume that your audience knows the webinar platform. Focus on the design. Create engaging and meaningful interactions or activities. Be concise and precise. And number six, don't make your webinar into a full-blown marketing pitch. Well, thanks a lot for joining into today's edition of the Empathic Designer Podcast. If you like what you heard, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. And as always, if you have any questions or any feedback, do go ahead and post them on the comment section below. And I'll be glad to have a conversation with you. Thank you and have a wonderful day.